Hello, hello. This is the Teach Music Online podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to share with you today's episode. I am interviewing Matthew Johnson, who has made his living off of the popular app TikTok. Welcome to all who are new to the Teach Music Online podcast. I am so happy you're here. I hope that you've been enjoying these weekly podcast episodes if you've been listening for a while and that it's helping you with your business. In addition to this podcast, I also offer free marketing classes on my website. In this marketing class, I share with you specific strategies to help you double your online teaching income without spending any money on ads. I'm excited for you to check it out. Just go to teachmusic.online, that's my website, to sign up for an upcoming class. Today's TMO review comes from iTunes, and this was from user Ocean Strings. She said, super inspiring tips and strategies. I really enjoy beginning my week listening to these amazing podcasts. They are so full of inspiring ideas and suggestions to be a successful leader and business owner in the music studio field. Thank you so, so much, Carly. You have been one of the best mentors I've seen in this industry in a very long time. You've helped you've helped me to re-envision the future of our studio, not only through this pandemic, but for a long time to come. Thank you so much for this review. It just uh, makes me so happy to hear that what I'm creating for you and working so hard to build is actually making a big difference for your careers, for your business, for your lives. I really think that as we invest in ourselves, personal growth, professional development, we can only go up and only get better. With over 190,000 followers on TikTok, Matthew Johnson has taught singers around the world how to improve their vocal skills. His deep understanding of voice anatomy and science allows him to craft personalized pathways to fast growth for his students of any style and experience level. He has also mentored many voice teachers as they've developed their knowledge and skills of vocal pedagogy. Matthew believes singing is an important source of self-expression, confidence, and musicality, a skill that anyone and everyone can learn and excel at. I cannot wait to share with you this discussion with Matthew Johnson. All right, Matthew, welcome to the Teach Music Online podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Carly. I would love to hear about your musical background. I know what you've created and what you've built and what you're doing now, but what was it that has really fueled this passion for teaching for you? So I've been fortunate because I grew up, my dad's side of the family was very musical. So he kind of cultivated, you know, taught me piano when I was younger. He taught for a very long time. My grandmother was a rockette. I had a, you know, a distant uncle who was an opera singer. So it definitely ran in the family. And um, because of their support, I went into school for classical vocal performance. And once I got out, I started to do some gigs. I realized that I enjoyed working with people and teaching people more so than being center stage performing myself. Um, I like to see the successes that my students had, the discoveries that they had, and I started to move all of my eggs into the teaching basket bit by bit. <laughs> and can you tell us about where you studied, what you studied, and what while you were studying music, what were you excited about with voice specifically? 
Sure. So I went to school at Western Connecticut State University, um, which is in Danbury, Connecticut. And I actually started as a musical theater major. After a semester, I moved over to classical vocal performance. And, you know, looking back on it, I think the most that I was fascinated by was just anatomy of the voice, how to produce a you know, beautiful sound, a musical sound, although now I teach rock and metal and distortion, so not always a beautiful sound, but basically the capabilities of the human voice, which just always fascinated me. That is, yeah, it's so cool because I know of a lot of people who are voice teachers who love the same things, who love how to produce sound and how anybody, like you say, in your on your TikTok all the time, anybody can sing. Anyone can change their voice with a little bit of training. And to me, that's just, it's also really, really fascinating. Let's jump into TikTok. Tell us about when you first started using TikTok, why and what is TikTok? Because I know there are teachers listening who have not used it yet. I actually just downloaded it. I can't even believe I had never downloaded TikTok. I've known about it for so long. I just thought it's just another social platform I don't have time for, but I'm excited to get to know TikTok a little bit better. Yeah, so TikTok is a short form uh, video social media platform. So unlike Instagram, where it's mainly photos and you can put some videos on there as well, TikTok started out as max, you post a minute of a video, people respond, react, share it with other people. And that's all you could do really isn't photos really isn't anything else and it switched from musically i'm not sure if that's something that you know other people remember um, before 2020 but it was basically just an app where you can make your own dances to all these different sounds that were on the app so like the renegade everybody knows that from TikTok. it was this famous trend millions upon millions of views from all these other accounts and once it switched over to TikTok. It had to make the jump from this platform that was used by really teenage girls, basically, you know, that was the main bulk of the people who used it toward more of this app that went through all generations. It became very informational. You can learn a ton of information about any culture, any language, any skill, along with the prank, you know, the pranks and the silly jokes that are on there. So it became kind of a home for people of so many different interests um, to be a part of, which it really turned into a cool platform. And I got into it during the pandemic because I wanted to start streaming on Twitch. I know some people who, you know, were involved in the music community there. So I said, if I want to stream, I should probably make an Instagram. I should probably see what the TikTok thing is just so I can start to build more of a following. So once I did that and I started to look through, I started to see a couple of voice teachers and that's about it on the app giving tips you know sharing their experiences and i thought hmm it might be fun to try i feel like i could do that i have some tips to share and at about the same time i was working with a studio and because of the pandemic a lot of students dropped um, because they didn't you know weren't able to come into the city to take lessons anymore so i was wondering if maybe it was a way to market myself to get new interest, to get new inquiries through the door. And uh, just a bit about me, I'm awful at social media. I don't post on Facebook ever. I tried to make a Twitter, that failed. Tried to make an Instagram, that failed. And within a week of posting on TikTok, I got 5,000 followers. And I was like, whoa, wait a second, what's going on here? 
And I learned that the app is so great at boosting content for content's sake, not based on the followers that you have. So if you're starting from scratch, you can build a huge following, which is so beneficial for businesses. I'm curious, did you, when you first started posting, was it kind of, did it feel awkward because you had never done anything like this before? You're posting these amazing one minute tutorial videos. How did you learn how to do that? And I'm sure obviously we learn over time and change things and adapt, but did, did you like it right away? Were you excited about it or did you not like it? Just tell us about kind of the journey of building that channel. You know, it, what helped was that I had a huge background on the stage. Um, I was known as a comedic actor through college and through high school and a little bit after that. So I was not afraid of putting myself out there. Um, but looking at where I am now to where I started, where I would spend 30 to 45 minutes creating a one minute video, it took a long time. And it wasn't so much I was nervous about the reception, I was nervous of how to cram so much information into such a small amount of time. But once I posted that first video and I got to my you know first hundred views and a couple of people started commenting, hey, we're excited to learn from you, that kind of thing, it really started to get exciting. Because once you get that smaller audience, once they start to filter in, then you say, oh, there are people here that can really use this. There are people here that are excited for it. And it fuels this interest and this engagement that I had on the app, just because I started to get to know people a little bit more personally and start to hear what they were working on, what their successes were. So it's been a fun journey. Give us an example of some of the posts that have done really well. Maybe you can explain them or or share with us a little snippet of what you said on them. <laughs> because until until someone gets on there, I got on TikTok a few days ago and was looking through tons of your videos. You are so you're captivating, you're funny, and you're so good at in a short amount of time teaching a concept. So maybe share with us a few videos that have done really well for you just for an idea. <laughs> Sure. Thank you for the kind words, by the way. And uh, the first video that went well is I introduced a series. It wasn't even any information, but it was saying, follow the channel. I'm going to be posting a full week of belting tips, which is the hot topic for any singer. And that one, I want to say in two weeks time, got over 250,000 views. Um, and that was the one that really made me start to get followers. That was like the big takeoff. I did another one introducing a riffing series. That one got another 250,000 views. So it was really hitting those key words, which was huge for me. Um, those, you know, the things that everybody wanted, the skills that they really wanted to get down, that they were passionate about. And then from there, it branched off to how to sing like certain people. I did one on Ariana Grande how to sound like her by lifting your larynx, singing in a certain register of your voice, how to add vocal fry to your sound. That got close to 500,000 views. I did one on Freddie Mercury, which I actually reposted and got another 500,000 views, um, which was fun, about how to make the distortion that he uses. That one so, is so good. I had to show my husband. I was like, he sounds just like him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It is so good. Can you give us a sample right now? Is that... Okay, could you sing that little piece? Cool. Um, let's see. How do you think I'm gonna get along without you and I'm gone? Awesome, thanks. <laughs> that was the one when I was like, this is so good because you really are, you're not just teaching these, these ideas 
but you're actually showing them that you know how to do it, which is you. It's really unique as a teacher and as a musician to be able to show it in such, again, that short little minute. I think our brains now, because of social media, we look at social media and we just have the shortest attention span when we're on our phones because we're, we go to our phones to scroll. We go to decompress, to finish up our day, to, we're not usually there because we are looking to learn something, but because you have such short snippets, it's so easy to just put them in there and really start training people. Of course. And I think the other fun thing about TikTok too is I'm basing most of my content off of what I know. And then based on what people say, oh, I want to sound like this person. What do you do to get this high note? It asks me questions that I haven't thought of before. So Freddie Mercury is someone who I've listened to a lot. Um, you know, so I'm very familiar with his style, but there were a couple of other ones that I did that I wasn't quite as familiar with. So it was fun to listen through a bunch of their, you know, songs, go on their live recordings on YouTube and start to experiment in my own voice saying, okay, what are they doing with their larynx? What are they doing with their tongue? What are they doing with their mouth position? And piecing it all together to create that content helps me as a teacher um, and as, you know, trains my ear further so I can help my students. You started to to build this TikTok channel and at the same time students were they did they start coming to you or did you start advertising for lessons and how did that build into a one-on-one -on -one teaching opportunity for you? Sure, so just a bit about my timeline. I opened up my own studio the beginning of this year, so January 2021. When I started TikTok, it was a fun thing to do to see what I can figure out. At that point, I was still teaching at another studio, so I wasn't advertising at all. I just wanted to see what following I could build to see if I could turn that into something at some point later down the line. Um, so without that advertising, I did have a couple people comment, hey, do you teach? How can I get lessons with you? I started doing live chats where I sat down for half an hour just taking questions, seeing what people wanted to know, giving exercises, giving tips, you know, that kind of thing. And from there, more people started to flood in, send me, you know, direct messages. And then I started to say, okay, now it's time to open up enrollment a little bit. So let's see who we can get on board. And um, it's been fun. So right out of the gate, I taught a couple people from, you know, the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast. So it was fun to work with some people across, you know, the country. And then I started working with some people in Germany, some people in Italy, some people in Scotland. I have one student in Saudi Arabia. So it started small and it just grew around the globe, which was so fun, so cool. That is so fun to have the ability to teach students in other parts of the world. And online lessons have been a thing for a long time, but because of the pandemic, so many teachers now get to share their influence with people everywhere. And what I think is so neat about that is you get to share what's specific to you and what you prefer to teach. You don't have to take anyone in your community that's interested because you're trying to fill your studio, you can say, I work with this type of student who wants to learn this type of style and really fill a studio with people looking for that specifically. Can you tell us a little about your online teaching setup? What tools have you used? Um, yeah, what, what is your online teaching setup look like for you? Yeah, so I have a dual monitor set up. So I'm looking you at one monitor right off to the side. I have another. So when students need some, you know, sheet music, I can look at it on the side without covering their faces. 
it's a game changer. It's really fun to have. Um, I use a blue snowball ice microphone, you know, that's like $50 online. Those are great. I actually podcasted a long time ago and I got that for podcasting and have been using it ever since. Um, I do have, I have an Audio-Technica microphone as well, which is a little bit more, it's the AT2020, which I used more for streaming. Um, I do want to set it up at some point in my studio. It's about to fall over now, so I don't want to break it. That's an expensive piece of equipment. <laughs> um, I do want to find a way to use that just so it cancels out more noise, especially now that my wife and I just got a cat. If it's playing with some of her toys in the background, I don't want it to be heard in the studio, you know, so I might set that up soon. Um, I use a Roland FP4 piano, which is great. It's been lasting me a long time. Um, and then a standing desk. So at any point I could just lift up the desk and I could stand if my legs need a break, if I'm sitting down too much. So that's basically my setup, um, a fan right above my head so I don't get too warm in the summer. <laughs> that's so great. I love it. So with your, well, the standing desk is, a, desk is a game changer. I think a lot of teachers would love that, especially voice teachers, because you can't really... You can't always sit while teaching. I, I, I'm thinking of when I was teaching choral at a high school, I could never sit in front of my class to teach them. You kind of have to be standing to get your breathing and everything down. Absolutely. And, you know, even when I was in person, you know, I would be standing and walking around for some of the lessons and it made it a lot more engaging. And then once I started teaching online, I didn't really have that option. At that point, I didn't have a standing desk. I was just teaching out of my, you know, mom and dad's house. Um, so I was kind of stuck in the chair for a long time and I started to get used to it. But being able to stand again is really fun. You just get to be more mobile. You get to show more of your personality. And what is the software you're using? Are you using Zoom or Rock Out Loud or Skype? What's your pre preference? I use Zoom. You know, I, I like that you can record right on Zoom. I prefer it to Skype. Rock Out Loud is something I've just recently started hearing of and I think I need to research that a little bit more. Apparently it's great for music lessons. You know, Rock Out Loud has amazing, um, an amazing software built in that allows the audio to be simultaneous with the person you're teaching. So you can both talk and sing at the same time, which I think is pretty cool versus Zoom always preferences one or the other. Like we couldn't really interrupt each other. It, 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 it doesn't really seamlessly Zoom does, but I love, I love Rock Out Loud and the audio is amazing. And it's really, I, I'm kind of talking about Rock Out Loud a lot right now, but I love it. And it's really easy to learn. I have teachers I work with that have been on FaceTime for a long time and I'm going, you need to switch. FaceTime doesn't have any features. And often it's because that's just all they've known. But when they make that switch over to Rock Out Loud, it's, it's a game changer for them. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look into that. Yes. I would love to hear, so the behind the scenes of your TikTok, what are some of the messages you get? Comments, messages? Have you had any funny messages or kind messages that have just made your day? Um, I do see a bunch of messages, you know, oh, you've helped me so much. Thank you. So, you know, I've, I'm starting to get skills that I haven't known that I could do before. Those are always fun. Um, a lot of the funny comments I get when I do like how to sing like this person or that person, or sometimes people come out with some funny jokes, although right now I can't remember any right off the top of my head. Um, I'd have to scroll through again. Um, and then, you know, it's really fun to see the people who are just genuinely interested in a topic. So every once in a while, I don't do this too often, but I go into more of the vocal science aspect of singing, how fast your vocal folds need to vibrate to hit a certain pitch or anatomy of the vocal folds, what's 
you know, I, I pulled up a diagram for one of my videos a while ago and just kind of talked everybody through what the voice looks like, where are certain muscles in a minute, which I didn't think was possible, but I put enough in there. It worked. <laughs> um, and people came up with excellent questions about how things work, wanting to learn more. Um, and on the live chats as well, people get very involved with their questions, very specific. And it's fun, you know, it's fun to see those inquiring minds and it's fun to be challenged myself with questions that I haven't heard of before. That's such a good point and such an amazing aspect of social media where you are directly connected with your audience and you can get immediate feedback. And I'm thinking before social media existed, how did anybody do market research? <laughs> they had like yeah. paper surveys or they would call people on the phone and just ask them. But I love that, 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 that part of social media and it can really help you craft your studio based off of what people are looking for versus I think what we think people need to know, which is often hard to put aside and create something that people want. Absolutely. And you know, the cool thing about TikTok too is with the, they have a whole set of creator tools and they give you your analytics. And I don't think it goes so far as age, but it tells you where they're located, the balance of male to female followers. So they give you a lot how many followers you've gained in a day. You can see your views over the course of X amount of days. I think they saved that data for two months. So I've been going back to that a lot recently. Um, now that I've kind of just discovered it, to be honest, I didn't know that it existed a while back and uh, really having fun with seeing what the optics are like, what groups of people I'm reaching out to, how I can adjust to include more groups of people. So it's been fun to tinker with and explore. What do, what do the next couple of months look like for you? Are you looking to expand one-on-one -on -one lessons? Are you, I think you mentioned a membership. Are you wanting to create a membership for singers? What are your goals or plans? Yeah, so I'm at the point now where my one-on-ones are pretty much full. I'm starting to get like those last couple slots filled in the next couple weeks. Um, so now I just don't have enough time to teach more and I wanna be working with more students. So I put together a membership in the beginning of June. That's a whole course, bunch of different vocal exercises. And then each week you get what I'd call office hours. So I have a set amount of time on Zoom. People stop by and they say, hey, I need help with X and Y. And I give them exercises, I give them tips. And then sometimes I say, go back to the course and look at this video to help you out further. That's gonna be a good guideline for you. And we make a plan for success together. Um, and currently I have a couple of group classes a week for people to stop by and and that's uh, $75 a month. So for the you know four group classes you're getting a month, for the course you're getting, I really wanted to make a price that was accessible for people all over. So they didn't need to worry as much about finances, but they could still get that personalized you know, one-on-one -on -one time um, so that they can continue to improve. Because there are a lot of memberships out there that are good information, but you never have contact with the person who's teaching you. And I feel like that's so tough for something as personal and emotional as voice teaching. I'm just like shaking my head over here because it's so genius. Like I obviously love memberships. <laughs> I run one. And <laughs> I think there's so much power in being able to capture what you have to give and record it and edit it and make it great. And then anybody can pay for that and use it because Basically, you are teaching the same 
ideas, the same principles again and again and again in those live lessons. And when they aren't recorded and reshared, you're just reteaching it again. And I, I remember years ago thinking about this idea, like I am teaching my beginner piano students basically the exact same lesson. <laughs> so many, you know, I get 12 new brand new beginners every year teaching them the same thing. And I remember thinking I either need to put these on video or do group classes because you can just not only make more money, but I think um, being able to record and craft something is so fun and see yourself go through the process of creating that. And I think you actually think through the process much more than when you're live yes. on the spot. I agree with that. And then once you have the content, the you know basics of the content put out there and you see how people are interacting with your material, then you get to dig into the nitty gritty and say, what do these people want more of? What information are they really, you know, dying for? And then you can craft it around the people who sign up, which I think it's fun to see the memberships evolve and change and grow out of that. I'm excited to, to see you move forward with that and build something that people really love. I'm curious if you have, do you have a community aspect in that or is it office hours and then the videos? I do have a community aspect in that so people can go into, it's very similar to a Facebook group. They can post their questions, they can post videos of them singing. Um, if they need help outside of, you know, the videos or the office hours and they just need a quick tip, they can post it. I can give them a little something to think about in the meantime to tide them over until the next class. Oh, that's so great. And I just had an idea. You could really, if you started to expand this and it got beyond, you know, you had like too many people for office hours, you could hire other coaches to help yes, you. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. I would love if it could get to that point at some point. And it will. It will because your TikTok is so fun. And have have most most of your students and audience come through there? Are some people finding the website separately? Are you on YouTube or anywhere else? You know, truth be told, I have a website. I haven't really optimized it for SEO at all, just because the main gig has been TikTok. You know, people coming through there. Every once in a while, I have someone click onto my website from TikTok and then sign up. Um, but a lot of the people I sign up send me a message saying, hey, I'm interested in lessons. I give them the details. We schedule it through TikTok and we go from there. Oh, it's so great. I'm thinking of teachers who are listening going, okay, I'm hearing some things I like, but they might feel a little bit anxious about putting themselves out on social media. You mentioned your background as a performer, um, which such a great um, shift from performing into performing online. What Do you have any tips or ideas for other teachers who have not yet put themselves either on video or just photos? What are some things they could do to feel a little more comfortable being online? It's a hard question. <laughs> it may, well, it may sound like a cop-out answer. I say, just do it. Just create a couple videos, post them on there. It's kind of a blessing and a curse with TikTok, but it boosts the content that people are interacting with. So worst case scenario, you make a content, you know, that some people aren't too thrilled with, nobody sees it anyway, right? And that's just the reality of it. So, but if you start to make that content and you're posting one video a day, it's going to force you to get comfortable with it. It's going to force you to find the audience that really appreciates you. I have not found a teacher yet on there because, it, you know, they're all over my For You page because I post that content. I interact with some other teachers, friends on there. Um, every teacher on there has this set group of followers that are always there with them. 
that are just ready for more information, ready for more content. Probably, you know, well, I know some of them have taken lessons with these teachers. So there's really nothing to lose by trying it out and a lot to gain. And if you decide that it's not the right platform for you for whatever reason, then you could try, you know, Instagram or Clubhouse or, you know, there are other avenues out there to grow an organic base. But I found that my teaching and my tips have gotten more streamlined because of what I do on TikTok. And it has made me break out of that shell a little bit more than where I even started. That is so, so neat and such great advice to just start and go from there. I actually have a few teachers who prior to the pandemic didn't even own a laptop or, I mean, they were such traditional piano teachers and they not only got laptops, but now they're using Instagram and their Facebook business page. And I just get so excited when I see them posting even just a screenshot of them teaching with a little caption. Yeah. Because what happens is when people find that teacher, they now see personality. They now see a real human. They see somebody who enjoys children, who's really good at what they right. do. And that's the benefit of having an online presence. I think prior to social media, we depended a lot on, as teachers, on word of mouth. That was like the number one way of getting students. For me, always. I always had a full studio, but, but it was because of word of mouth in my community versus now, I think it's even more powerful because we can be online and our network is now the world. It's the globe. Like you have students everywhere. It's not dependent on the community that you live in. Absolutely. And sometimes it's scary to reach out into the world and think, oh no, how many other thousands of teachers, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of teachers are in the world trying to get students out there? Is the well going to dry up? Is there going to be anybody left for me? And the fact of the matter is with the you know, billions of people on this planet. Are there, are there billions? How many people are on this planet? Now that I made that comment, I'm not sure about the exact number. That's a, that's a humongous number, right? So there are students out there for every teacher and a teacher out there for every student. And unlike when you do, you know, different paid ads, which are immensely valuable, making a TikTok or an Instagram post is not something that takes a ton of time and it doesn't take money, which means that you could experiment a little bit. So you can throw out three or four different videos, see what starts to pick up traction, ask yourself, are you reaching the audience you want? Do you wanna to start to get into more of a different audience? Maybe you've been teaching a lot of musical theater and now you wanna to start to work with some classical students. You can make that switch without putting too much money in the game to see if there's a market out there. Um, and just that huge amount of people that are hungry for that information, there's really no reason why you wouldn't find people to build a studio with. I love that. I love the opportunistic approach versus thinking, oh, I can't do this. It's, you know, where do I even start? So thank you so much for sharing those tips. That is so helpful. I actually just looked it up. It's 7.6 billion. <laughs> I Whoa, was way off. Much bigger than I thought. <laughs> I was way, way off. I have another, the last question I have for you, and I love asking teachers this, is why do you teach? What, what is it about teaching that motivates you, that gets you excited, and makes you want to keep going even when it's hard? 
It's the victories that the student has. And one of my favorite stories to tell is I was working at a, um, you know, a theater company a while back teaching voice lessons. And I was working with a younger boy. He was 10 years old. And he was one of those who you could tell he liked to play with his friends a lot. He would shout at the top of his lungs a lot. And there was a little bit of swelling on his vocal folds. He had trouble accessing his falsetto. But he was just full of light all the time, just always smiling, always laughing. Oh, he had a great ear. He could just sit down and play a song after hearing it once. It was insane. But our goal for the whole semester was let's get you your falsetto back. And we worked on it each week, giving him exercises, could barely make a sound. But, you know, we trusted each other and said, this is the path. We're going to get you to the right place. And the last day of the semester, I heard him stomping up the stairs, calling my, ma my name, Matt, Matt, look what I could do. And he started singing in his falsetto for the entire lesson. And it sounded great. And it was one of those things where like, he had such fun discovering how to access that skill set and hearing his joy at knowing that he could do it and his excitement on it was just the best feeling in the world. So it's moments like those that say, I am doing what I am meant to be doing, you know, and music is one of those things where you really can make a humongous difference in someone's life. You know, it's an exciting thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a personal thing. It's, um, just healing for the body, mind, and soul. So as teachers to be able to give that gift is such a joy. It's so meaningful. And a follow-up question is, do you have any mentors that you worked with that you are, you know, that gave that to you? Yes. Yeah, so I did a course with New York Vocal Coaching um, and they have a voice teacher training program that runs four months long. And um, that was really what gave me the joy of teaching. That was what gave me the science behind it. Um, this strong sense that everyone can learn how to sing without a shadow of a doubt. And it basically, you know, allowed me to get into my own feelings of voice teaching is a little bit of a puzzle. You have all these different puzzle pieces that you can use. And based on the student in front of you, you pick a piece here, you pick a piece there, and you put them together and you give this person uh, a unique exercise to help them grow. So it turns into a game, it turns into every lesson being a unique experience. And I took that when I was a senior in college. So that was four years ago. And it's been a huge part of my teaching ever since. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing it. So I feel like I could talk to you all day. There's so many facets of your business that are interesting to me and you're building something that I think is going to be incredible and support your family and not just, I, I mean, it's it because we have to support our lives, right? We have to have a career that we, that we make money with, but also I think how fulfilling it is that you get to do something that you really truly enjoy and that you see as an impact. So thanks so much for sharing today. My pleasure. Thank you. Matthew was so fun. So fun to talk to. And I hope that you walked away with some new ideas for how you can share your skills, whatever they may be music related, on social media, or how you can just be more passionate about teaching your instrument and building a studio. You can follow Matt on TikTok. His username is at Elite Singer, or check out his website, elitesinger.com. If you want to connect with him, stalk him a little bit or get to know him a little bit better, check him out. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you continue to tune in to the podcast every single week. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using so that you get these downloads automatically. Also, share the episode with other music teachers. Share it online, share it on Facebook, through email, with your music teacher associations. If you are learning anything, then this needs to be shared so more teachers can have success and confidence in their online teaching. Thank you and have a great week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.